right, Stefan Molyneux is with us about 10, 15 minutes into the next hour. And we'll have open phones throughout uh, that third hour coming up, interspersed with news. Uh, Stefan is here in Texas going around on tour, best-selling author from Canada. And I wanted to get him in here to talk about his futurist view on the world and where things are going, but to also uh, go over some of the contemporary news that is unfolding in the world today. And then we also have government-run health care, uh, where now they promise no new regulations on doctors. Uh, it is 155,000 um, and the coming changes are vast. The number of codes will explode from uh, 17,000 under the current system to 155,000 under the new one, according to the Centers for Medical and Medicine Services. And it's designed to totally destroy all free independent medical centers, doctors, you name it, all the smaller clinics and hospitals. It was written by big hospitals and foreign insurance companies and offshore insurance companies to totally shut everything down but them. It's a monopoly takeover to take you from 40 hours to less than 30 hours a week to not cover pre-existing conditions. Government being involved with corporations screwed up our health care. If you think it was already bad, it was the best 50 years ago here in the U.S., hands down, not debated. Royalty came here from around the world. Now it's going to be the worst. So uh, the Weekly Standard has those numbers. Uh, we're also going to be getting into the architect of it, Ezekiel Emanuel. We have the clip coming up. He says, well, get to it at the bottom of the hour you don't even need a doctor it's like cuba i mean you've got plenty of doctors in healthcare. you just get a cane if your knees are bad or a cane if you're going blind i mean just a cane is the answer so uh everybody's like i want the health care like england you ever watch the parliamentary stuff on c-span where they admit 18 months to get a, a broken leg fixed and stuff i mean wow you folks you're really in for a rude awakening just like we told you obamacare would increase your prices we're going to get into this move to disarm people as well and the whole climate change push for taxation. Just a bunch of news with our guest. And Hillary Clinton calls Vladimir Putin Hitler, takes one to no one. Uh, this is all coming up with Stefan Molyneux. And again, uh, he is the founder uh, and host of Free Domain Radio, one of the largest and most popular philosophical shows in the world. With more than 2,400 podcasts, 10 books, and 50 million downloads. That's an old bio. It's more than that now. And uh, he spread the cause of liberty, philosophy to listeners throughout the world. And I'm not going to go over his whole background, but prior to that, he was a thriving career and software entrepreneur and executive. In 2006, he left his work in the tech industry to devote his efforts to free domain radio. Now a self-identified full-time parent and philosopher or thought criminal, Stefan speaks regularly at liberty-themed events across North America and South America and he's author of two novels, uh, Revolutions and The God of Atheists, as well as eight nonfiction books on relationships, government, and religion. And uh, freedomainradio.com is his site. Again, I'm your host, Alex Jones. If you just joined us with Infowars.com, you can follow us on Twitter at RealAlexJones. Before I go anywhere, I want to thank you for coming to join us. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually uh, in town for the Texas Bitcoin Conference tomorrow. And uh, it's a real pleasure to, I mean, we've done a couple of shows remotely, so it's very nice to uh, be able to do a show face-to-face. Uh, -face. Well, it's good to have you here, brother. Now, uh, there's so much I want to throw out, but I want to cover the waterfront here. Yeah. Quantifying, because uh, I know you're a smart guy when it comes to history. That's why I like having you on, because I'm somewhat of a history novice myself. Looking at the wider spectrum, I believe undoubtedly we're in the bottom of a very decadent phase in the cycle. But coming out of that could be renaissance. I want to see, A, if you agree with that, B... What do you expect the statist, who are the biggest religion in the world, 
uh, versus one of the other largest religions, the liberty lovers, you know, who just are into humans and human empowerment. Call it a religion if you want. Point is, humans tend to organize in that fashion. What do we do, and, and what's going to happen as the statists discover it's not delivering, it's a fraud, it's a lie? They tend to double down and call for 100% taxation. The taxing class tends to start engaging in tax fraud, where you have a $3,000 truck, and they say, we say it's worth $30,000. That's not happening to friends of mine who have, like, 93 Chevy Silverados. That, and, and then the state just says, sorry, pay that. We're not giving you your sticker. This is happening everywhere. What's going to happen as they double down historically? What comes out of that? What are they going to go through with the singularity stacked on top of it, with all the societal crises and all the th and super bugs and like everything coming to a head? What do you expect to happen? Well, violence, of course, is an addiction, and most addictions have to run their course. You know, most people who get involved in addictive behavior end up escalating and escalating and escalating and our focus on trying to use government violence to solve complex social problems i think you're right it's in its death throes i mean how much further can it go i mean taxation if you count debt and so on and, and you count all this scaled taxes all embedded in your in your income and in, in your bills and in your regulations and so on 60 70 80 percent who even knows what it is how much bigger how much more powerful can it get? How much more debt can a country run into? How many more military bases can the United States have overseas? I think we're reaching the end mathematically and morally of this focus on trying to use the state to solve social problems. The idea that you can solve social problems voluntarily and peacefully and virtuously and cooperatively is an enlightenment idea that got eclipsed by the progressive movement, the communist movement, the socialist movement of the 20s, where a whole bunch of people... Said, Who claims the moral high ground. Yeah, yeah, claim the moral high ground. We can solve poverty. We can solve illness. We can make everybody educated. We can uh, teach the poor. And now, I mean, the whole thing is completely unraveling. You don't see a lot of calls outside of Obamacare, which I think was pretty unique in that the Democrats just had all the cards in one moment in history. You don't see a lot of call for big government programs. You don't actually even see that much of a call for more government spending on things like education because they're spending so much and getting so little result. I think people are recognizing that more money, more power is not going to solve the problem. And then people are beginning to look for alternatives. It's still early, but we have to be out there saying, no, coercion is never going to work to solve these problems. Coercion is like a drug for a toothache. You know, you take heroin for a toothache, you feel fine for a little while, and then the rot sets in deeper. And then when you do finally go see the dentist, it's way worse than if you'd gone up front. So in a democracy, you can bribe a whole bunch of people with the money of the unborn. You can sell off, uh, you know, the fetuses to the banksters around the world. The bill comes due, and the longer we push it off, the worse it's going to be. And I think people are just kind of getting around to the point now. And there's not any economists that deny that now. No. You're right. We've reached the point now where 10 years ago we'd talk about this. Oh, that doesn't exist. Now... It's like, okay, you're right, it's going on, but what are you going to do about it? Well, the stimulus package, the whole Keynesian thing, right? Like, oh, well, there's a dip in the demand, which is the result of prior Fed policies and pushing everyone into a home policies. And people say, well, the stimulus package is going to even things out and then it's going to grow again. Well, they had the largest stimulus package in the history of the known universe and the economy is still a complete mess. So I think people are no longer, they, they're hitting the, the, the gas pedal, but there's no gas getting to the engine. I think people are recognizing it's just not working anymore. And I hope that people are beginning to look at voluntary options for solving some very deep social problems, half of which are natural to the human Sure, condition. but what do you expect to happen in the interim as those that follow the God of the state discover that the golden calf isn't going to deliver? <laughs>
Well, you say some of them are going to double down. And those people we have to call out on a moral basis. I think the practical argument has been won. You know, libertarians have been saying for 40, 50 years, or if you count classical liberals, 250 years, that the state is not going to produce anything good in the long run. We've won the practical argument because the results are just so catastrophic around. Thomas the Jefferson is right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, the, the, nobody's arguing, well, a bit more state and we'll be fine. You know, I mean, this is the death throes of the addiction to state coercion. But what we need to start hitting people with, Alex, is the moral argument that when they say more taxation will solve the problem, what they're saying is more violence, more theft, more, more stealing, more stealing, more debt is going to solve the problem, that they're advocating an escalation of violence to solve complex problems. We've got to call them out morally. The practical argument has been won, but we need to hit them hard in the moral solar plexus, so to speak. I agree with you. Let me just throw a total wild card at you because I keep seeing this in the news. Every time I turn around, leaders in government and, and the people that are over the, quote, child porn investigations are reportedly involved in it. Here's the Daily Mail. Why did number 10 cover up AIDS child porn arrest? Downing Street only confirms details when pressed by mail as further sex allegations against PM's friend emerge. Here's an example of government. Statistically, truancy officers and CPS... People can look this up at the highest level of pedophilia. Hmm. So the, the people that are overstopping it are the ones that are involved in it. I mean, right there proves the whole state argument. W why is that? What, I mean, what is that? People who wish to do evil congregate to the state. I mean, this is, there wasn't this the BBC. It says the government run, you have to pay the, the, the taxes for it whether you like it or not. And a bunch of pedophiles running. Yeah, a bunch of pedophiles. Just Jimmy Seville and all these people with like a 30-year pedophile ring going on up there. People in power uh, are the people who want power, are the people who want to get over the rules they're imposing on others. I mean, did you read this John Kerry quote about how horrible it is to invade a sovereign country when he was talking about Putin and, and Ukraine? I mean, the, the level of hypocrisy shown by the, those in power is astounding. It's like watching two alcoholics scream, you're a drunk, at each other when they're both complete alcoholics. So people who want to do great evil gravitate to where you're exempt from the moral rules and exempt from the law, which is at the top of the status apparatus. That's why expecting the state to save us from evil, the state is a giant magnet for evildoers, and it gives them the most possible power that you can have in this known universe. So it seems to me that if you want to do terrible things like, like uh, rape children... Yeah, gravitate towards the government. The SEC, during the financial crisis, the lead up to the financial crisis, the amount of pornography that was found on the SEC computers ran into the thousands. They had PowerPoint presentations of rampant pornography being developed and shown in the SEC while they were supposed to be guarding everybody's financial interests. Well, you know, if you're into looking at porn at work, of course you want to go work for the government because in the private sector, you'd be tossed out. It's just amazing how disconnected they are. And really, historically, it's government, Nero, Caligula, the examples are legion, that become delusional, announce their God, and then build pyramids and say, bring your children up here to be sacrificed to me to show your ultimate service to them. The whole world becomes a giant Jim Jones cult drinking government Kool-Aid. We'll be right back with Stefan Molyneux. We are back live. I am your host, Alex Jones. Stefan Molin is with us, I guess, 20 minutes of the next hour. We'll start taking your calls coming up here in about 20 minutes on any subject you'd like to discuss. IRS persecutions, you name it. Lois Lerner taking the fifth, even though the IRS tells American slaves they can't take the fifth on their tax forms. Uh, and then we're going to get into the fake global warming. It's Stefan Molyneux's take on that. The incredible anti-gun uh, confiscation uh, garbage that's going on. Uh, the victim disarmament that's going on is unprecedented. Now Bloomberg wants Facebook to not allow you to have pro-gun posts defending the Second Amendment. I mean, this is really unprecedented. The statists are now losing 
the intellectual battle, so they're moving towards censorship. That's coming out in the next long segment. This segment's only six minutes long. And, Stefan, I know you're a big geopolitical analyst. I wanted to get your take uh, on the situation in the Crimea, in the Ukraine. Well, I guess the first thing to recognize is that up until 1953, the Ukraine was part of Russia, and they still very much identify. I mean, the, the whole eastern half of the country speaks Russian and, and is very um, nationalistic, very Russian nationalistic. Uh, it is one of the most corrupt uh, uh, autocracies in, in all of Europe. In fact, in, in all of the world outside of Africa. I mean, the level of corruption is it's a mess. staggering. I mean, the amount of debt and so on. Now, they want to join the EU. You, a study came out, I shouldn't laugh because it's just tragic, but a study came out in, I think... A out of the fire into the furnace. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the amount of corruption in the EU has been estimated conservatively as about the same size as the entire economy of, the, of, of Ukraine. So the idea that they're going to go to the EU to try and get away from corruption is completely mad. Yeah, it's out of the frying pan into the fire. Now, of course, Russia has for many years been paying the Ukraine to store the black, uh, sorry, so the fourth fleet uh, is, is in the Crimea. And when in a time of instability, when they don't know which way the government is going to go, it seems to me, I, I know, don't know for sure, but it seems to me that Putin is simply saying, I need to go in and secure my fleet. Because I don't know what's going to happen to the government. And this is exactly, I mean, if, if Turkey was about to be taken over, if America thought Turkey was about to be taken over by a communist government, they would move in to secure their bases. They would move in to secure their military assets. It seems to me that... Plus, this is right on the Russian border yeah. and used to be part of Russia. So it's, it's, and I'm not defending Russia. It's just the West is in there starting the whole thing as my issue. Yeah, and of course, uh, Russia, Putin, one of Putin's arguments is, look, he says, I stood behind the America when they went into Iraq, which I disagreed with, um, when they wanted some of the Eastern Bloc countries to join uh, uh, EU and NATO. I, I didn't stand in the way. But, you know, enough interference. You know, they, he feels that the West is coming in and interfering on stuff right on the border. And remember what happened in 62 when uh, the missiles were going to be installed in Cuba. I mean, America went insane because it was right off the coast of America. And this is right off the coast Oh, right off the coast. It's right it attached to Russia, it, and it was a former satellite. So No, but you're right. They're moving NATO ships into that area as well. Yeah. And so America, it's a major escalation. And America has been spending $5 billion uh, over the past 15, 20 years to promote its agenda in, yeah, in Ukraine. And, you know, uh, there have been some uh, reports that some of the protesters are being directly paid by American uh, satellite organizations and so on. So... That is an extreme uh, invasion of sovereignty of, of Eastern Europe and of, uh, of Russia. Again, not to defend Russia. It's an autocracy and Putin's a horrible thug. But it's a giant provocation and in common law and in common sense, you start something, you lose moral high ground, which shows the delusional nature uh, with Kerry saying you can't invade countries when they just did this to Syria, they just did this to Libya, and now they actually started this operation it just shows the hubris. You, you raised the point of Sarah Palin and Mitt Romney and Obama laughing at them. Yeah, so uh, in, in a debate with Mitt Romney uh, in the last cycle, uh, Mitt Romney said, well, you know, Russia could do something in the Ukraine. And uh, Barack Obama laughed at him and said, the, the 1980s are calling, they want their foreign policy back. Uh, the Cold War's been over for 20 years. Now, I think the Democratic Party has always had, had a pretty soft spot for Russia since the Alger Hiss incident and the HUAC, and they were covering up so much of uh, spies, Russian spies well, inside. Well, yeah, I mean, putting libertarians and conservatives and freedom lovers in death camps is their dream, so Stalin was kind of their rock star. Yeah, and the covering up of Stalin's crimes and all of this kind of stuff. So people Let's are, just put it to you this way. They have, they have pent-ups, spread centerfolds of Stalin. Oh, yeah, they, they've, they've really been very pro-communist, very pro-Russia, because they're on the left, right? Because, you know, the moment is like... <laughs> 
anti-Russia on the left is about as prevalent as anti-war sentiments when you have a Democrat in the White House. So, uh, yeah, so I think that they're not really seeing things very clearly. Russia has changed to some degree, but uh, it is still remains very uh, autocratic, very, very dictatorial. And, uh, you know, this guy came out of the KGB ranks, not known for its touchy-friendly democratic feelers. So uh, I think it is not something that is going to be a huge escalation situation. It's just that they moved to protect their military assets when there was an unstable government. That seems to me... I mean, I don't agree with any of it. I mean, it's all just a bunch of thugs, but I can see... And the EU just wants to liquidate a, a, another corrupt state and suck it dry, and this group of thugs want to be paid off by the EU for the assets. I mean, all it is is Russia and the EU and George Soros struggling over looting something. Well, and now, you know, way, the way they're being bought off, and it all comes back down to buying people off. It's all just a mafia movie in, in nice suits. But they all end up getting, so now the EU is going to put a $15 billion aid package in. America is going to kick up in another billion dollars. Loan guarantees. Yeah, the banks are getting paid. And it's like poor, a payday loan. Yeah, the banks just get paid and the poor get poorer. It's the same story over and over. All right, I want to come back and cover a host of issues from global warming to the gun grab with Stefan Molyneux and your phone calls. Stay with us. Talk show host, best-selling author, Stefan Molyneux is in studio with us. We'll this into the next hour. Your phone calls are coming up in the next segment, I promise, for folks that have been holding, like Steve and Dave and Fred and Todd and Robert. We'll get to all of you. The toll-free number to join us is 800-259-9231. I really do want to cover a whole swath of things with our uh, informed guest here today and, and pick his brain on everything from Bitcoin to the attack on the Second Amendment and free speech and how that's now intersected with Bloomberg wanting to uh, censor pro-gun uh, Second Amendment defense online. And this is just unprecedented, uh, really criminal uh, level larceny going after our basic rights. I mean, we should all just be burning with 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 anger. Uh, but 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 the, I guess the tyrants have gotten us where we're used to being run over by them. It's just it's 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 like deer in the headlights. I'm dumbfounded now by how arrogant they are. But but it is good to see the awakening happening. But Stefan, before I segue off into a bunch of my questions. Uh, what are some points you haven't gotten to yet? Well, actually, let's let's lobby it back to you, Alex. Um, how do you feel about the departure of dear Piers Morgan from the fair shores of the United States? Uh, is do I need a Kleenex for you? Is a tear in your eye with great sorrow to see the uh, anti-gun advocate uh, exit the uh, the scene? In a way, I am sad because him talking down his nose at everybody and being arrogant and 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 basically saying you know Americans were all running around with coonskin caps backfired he 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 didn't implode he imploded day one he never succeeded he effectively wasn't on the air anymore mm. he took two million viewers every night and had it down to three hundred eighty thousand when he left and it's the same for msnbc they're all in free fall so i ask you the question i, I mean uh, maybe zombies are real i always thought it was medically impossible this you have zombie banks this is zombie media well look i mean the the gun thing is tricky uh, and, and it's not tricky because the facts aren't on the side of the First Amendment rights, uh, Second Amendment rights guys. It's just tricky because people see a gun and they think violence. They don't think protection. Sure, I, mean, I get people it. People see a cop with a gun and they think protection. But they see a private citizen with a gun and the less intelligent among us are like, ooh, that's violence. Hollywood's told them that. Yeah, and, and so the idea that guns prevent crime is kind of confusing to people. Uh, and, you know, it's like you exercise and you feel tired. It's like, well, how is this supposed to make me feel stronger? It's like you make you feel tired. So for people who just live on the surface and say, oh, there's a gun, that must mean there's crime, as opposed to the idea that guns prevent, what, uh, millions of crimes? Oh, it's year. unbelievable. But, but what you don't see, people have a tough time with, right? 40-plus like, crimes are stopped, FBI's own numbers. They don't like to advertise for every time it's used in a crime. 
Right, right. And they, they say, well, you know, you're, you're more in danger of shooting yourself with a gun and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I think this is, statistically, this is all very false. It's well, it's like saying you can't have a car, you might get killed with it. I right. mean, nothing's safe. Right, so there is this weird... Dumb thinking, where if you get rid of guns, you get rid of violence, uh, which is, again, it's just not true. It's like, you know, then why don't people say, well, let's get rid of police and we'll get rid of arrests and we'll get rid of jails and then there'll be no violence. Because nobody is fundamentally against guns. What they are for, the anti-gun people, what they're for is for guns to be centralized in the hands of the elite. They are for the guns being centralized in the hands of the cops. Because if you have anti-gun laws, cops with guns need to go around to people's houses and take those guns away. Nobody, Which is now happening in Connecticut and California. And nobody, this is one thing to be really clear with anti-gun people, they're not anti-gun. They are very pro government guns. They're just anti-private citizens guns, which is always something that happens. When that's right. It's the ultimate form of discrimination. Yeah. They've got, that's why they obsess on religion and, and race and sexual preference, because they don't care about all that. Yeah. But when it comes to foreign banks getting bailouts, when it comes to them being exempt, diplomatic immunity, they have bodyguards, we don't. They're, they're flaming hypocrites. Yeah, why don't you get the Secret Service to stop having guns if not having guns around prevents crime? It's like, I mean, they spend so much money protecting the president with massive amounts of military force. And then for private citizens, you can't have protection. But they love it. They love it when you don't have private protection. Why? Well, you know why. Because then you're dependent on the government for protection, which will never come. Look what's happening to Detroit. It takes an hour or two to get someone to come by after a 9-11 And call. the police chief said buy a gun. Yeah. And, and basically, they're there to identify your body if you're, you know, unlucky. So the government is continually breaking your leg and saying, then giving you a crutch and saying, see, without me, you couldn't even walk. And this is what they do. They want to take away your protection the same way they want to take away your capacity to create your own jobs. So then you're dependent upon government providing you minimum wage security and all that kind of stuff. They want to take away your capacity to save. So you're dependent upon them for old age pensions. And then they even write white papers like Cloward and Pivot admitting it. Yep. Uh, absolutely. The creation of a dependent underclass is one of the most savage aspects of late model democracy. Uh, and it's it's resisted to some degree by the Republicans, but it is avidly pursued by the Democrats. And now, of course, they want to make you dependent on the government for your health care, one of the most sensitive, difficult, emotionally draining and unstable things that happens. They're going to keep breaking the system until they say, look, we have to take it over. It's so broken. And by the way, you said that everybody else said that because we know how they operate in other countries. It's not like, it's not like this is the first time they've done this. We, we watch them over and over again. And then even Ezekiel Emanuel comes out and says, yeah, we're trying to wreck the health care system right yeah. now. I mean, if I was trying to wreck a fire department, I should be thrown in jail if I wanted to burn down the fire department. He wants to burn down the health care system, destroy our, our – and then he's a hero, and he admits it on Fox News. It's terrorism. <laughs> it's terrorism. You know, by any rational definition, it is terrorism. That's right. He's a terrorist. Yeah, you are, you are destroying the lifeline for human beings to survive illnesses, uh, and you are making them dependent upon a system. Now – at the beginning, this is this happened in Canada, which nationalized healthcare a generation or two ago. Now, the first generation gets it pretty good because the doctors all grew up in that system in the remnants of the free market. They're used to doing house calls. They're used to being really good at serving. Their They're family. honorable. Yeah, that doesn't just change. It's a ghost thing. in the machine. It kind of. And then it takes a while for that echo effect to fade away. And then the next generation of doctors who come in who never faced any free market restrictions or never had to do customer service and they basically get paid by the government for ignoring their patients. The second generation is where it really, really gets hit hard. And that's what happened in Canada as well. First generation, yeah, doctors still working hard. They're still caring about that. But you don't suddenly stop caring because the government takes over. But the next generation of doctors, you know, it's like the first generation of the NASA engineers did some great stuff. You know, what have they done over the last 30 years? They've just kept photocopying the space shuttle and calling it progress. And, they, you know, so 
this is one thing that is an illusion, that when you take something over and you've got some free market remnants, it actually works relatively okay and it slowly goes out of focus over time. Then the next generation, as is so often the case with the government, gets really hosed uh, with, with debt and a completely dysfunctional system. I mean, when they first privatized the, the educational system, Teachers didn't wake up not caring anymore, right? But a generation or two later, when you can no longer get fired and everyone's just going in there to hide out from any made public free job. market, yeah, then, then it gets worse and worse and worse. But that, by then, the system is too embedded to undo with anything short of a revolution. I mean, sort of a verbal revolution, a, a revolution in... And no one can deny it. Look at all the numbers. I mean, the metrics, the, the, the lowering test scores, the physically lowering IQ, the obesity, the, the cancer rates, the, the saving rates. I mean, we every gauge... The West is in free fall. And the problem is you look at everywhere else, they've, they've never even gone up to the heights to fall. I mean, it's a bad... What do you expect if we don't get the new Renaissance going? An absolute new dark age? I mean, this is a pretty bad situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, the, the one thing that is so frustrating, uh, you know, as a, a former technology entrepreneur and executive, one thing that's so frustrating, Alex, is that the, the remnants of the free market keep creating all of these incredible things. You know, like cell phones where you can video around the world, you know, when you're on a data plan for virtually for free. Uh, so, you know, and all of this stuff that is so incredible, the human productivity, human connectivity. You know, we have the new Gutenberg press, as you and I talked about in a show before, which allows us to communicate the greatest ideas with no gatekeepers, no people in the way between people who've got great ideas and people who can receive them. You don't have to pass through the censorious filter. Yeah, we're not saying the technology is bad. It's just that Sauron's trying to put yeah. his will uh, into the computers. Yeah. Go ahead. The government keeps taking it over. And, and that which was designed to facilitate communication and spread ideas is now being used to control. Well, it's like you said, the paradox. It's yeah. true, historically. A freer country creates so much wealth, everyone's bathing in luxury. Then the kids become spoiled. They don't appreciate it. Decadence comes in. Tyranny comes in. How do you get by that cycle? By having huge human goals that, that, that we individually believe in so collectively carry out? Well, you, you, my, my argument is that you have to rethink all the basic human institutions that we have inherited from history. Everything that is inherited is open to question. You know, we did this with slavery in the West, right? I mean, the, the Western European Christian culture fought... We ended it, so we get blamed with it. Yeah, of course, naturally, right? I mean, nobody's going to the Muslims for reparations. They had a far harsher slave trade than the West ever Well, it's did. going on right now. Yeah, and only 5% of the slaves in the Atlantic trade ended up in America, which, you know, it doesn't justify the institution, but it certainly means that if you're going to look for scapegoats for slavery, you don't start with America. But what happens is every institution... Now, we've inherited this centralized collective violent monopoly called the state. I think we need to open it up to question. Is this the best way to organize society? Do we really want to get stuck in this continual cycle where the government lets you have some freedom, you generate some wealth, the government takes that wealth and uses it to expand itself at your expense and eventually kills the goose that lays the golden egg. This cycle has been around since ancient Egypt, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, uh, modern, uh, the modern British Empire, German Empire, Austria, Hungarian Empire. It's the same thing. A little bit of freedom. Make some money. Government taxes grows into a um, uh, an empire. Dis they become arrogant, disconnected, yeah. and, and then there's this. You you kill the remnants of the free market. I mean, where, where is America down now? They went down like five or six points in the economic freedom. Oh yeah, well there's like scores of countries ahead of us now. Yeah, and in, and in freedom of the press and everything, we're going down. But on the plus side, the mainstream media appears to be having a good internet stake being driven through its heart, which I think is a glorious end to a ghastly beast. And, and that brings me to my next point. They will then respond by trying to censor. And there's moves, and I'll let you deny man-made global warming. Bloomberg moves to ban pro-gun speech. Facebook now working with a former uh, New York mayor to censor support for the Second Amendment. And it goes to these anti-gun sites. 
where they're in talks and admit he's funding and to not let pro-Second Amendment speech be on Facebook. They can have bots that block it. We've already seen our pro-gun memes being yeah. blocked. People go, well, that's their own. They own that site. They advertised it as a commons. Yes. They, ad they, they built it on our material like YouTube. And then now they're clearly in, I mean, this we is. Don't, we don't know what they're being threatened with behind the scenes. I mean, I, I can't imagine. That I'm just saying that's outrageous. Yeah. No, it is. Now Bloomberg wants to get rid of free speech. That's the beauty of it, though. Son of you a know, bitch. They only, shoot at the, they only shoot at the airplanes over the target, right? When you get close to the target, that's when you get the anti -air Oh, we're kicking right? their butt. Yeah. So the fact that, I mean, you know you're achieving something when the powers that be don't like what you're doing. You know, you know a drug works on an illness when the illness, if it were conscious, would hate that drug, right? So the fact that, that there's outrage and, and frustration and counterattacks. Squealing. Be, it's beautiful. I mean, if you know you're doing nothing if it doesn't, you know, if nobody is bothered by anything you're doing. There's a great quote from Churchill where he said, you have enemies. Good. That means that you have stood up for something sometime in your life. And the fact that people are being attacked for pro-free speech, for pro-gun, for pro-freedom, uh, for pro-trade. Uh, for anti tax Yeah, don't take it like, oh, I better give up. Take it like, I'm, I'm affecting something. I'm on to something here. I'm bothering bad people. That's what good people are supposed to do. We're supposed to bother bad people. That's the whole point. So I think it's great that there's a lot of flack being sent up. If, if there wasn't, we'd be, we'd be peddling in, in a basement in, in the dark doing nothing. But it does show what authoritarians they are. Uh, they're now sending out hundreds of thousands of letters saying, well, you didn't turn in your semi-automatic handgun yep. or you didn't register it. Turn it in or we're going to SWAT team you. That article's linked on red on Infowars.com. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to pass another law to expand gun confiscation. They're banning basically gun manufacturing in California with micro stamping. They just shut down the last lead smelter for lead Good. bullets. I mean, they, so, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want, I want people, especially young people, lift the curtain, see the gun. See the gun that is the state. You know, like there was this very energetic uh, Occupy movement where they were outraged at the bankers, right? And they they wanted, and they are all these crazy socialist nonsense because, you know, they're academic. Well, they tried to hijack it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. But what they did see, which was a terrifyingly beautiful thing for the young to see, what they saw was 3,000 activists being arrested and zero bankers. In fact, the bankers got hundreds of billions of dollars in bailouts. And Homeland Security simultaneously directing it in 35 cities. Yep. They're, they're being scooped up at, you know, 2 a.m. Yep. And, and good. I mean, I'm sorry that it happened to them, but at least they're seeing what it is that they're facing. And they will be, hopefully, if they've got any brains in their skulls, they will not be tempted to go to the state for solutions when they see the state paying off the people who prey upon the poor and the middle class and who sell off the unborn in debt and bonds, they will see them rewarding those people and arresting their brothers and sisters in a revolutionary movement. Hopefully then they will turn away from the state because we, all we need to do is lift the veil. Evil can never win because the moment that people see it as evil, they reject it. Evil always has to come. Well, that's right. As soon as we understand the New World Order is a private corporate system that's anti-free market seeking to shut down competition through the state monopoly combine, as soon as those two things are connected by the right wing and the left wing, it's game over. It's game over that George Soros is basically tax exempt, General Electric, Google, Warren Buffett, his company's 400 plus billion of bailout money the last six years while he lobbies for higher taxes on the middle class because he literally is shutting down his competition while feeding on us like a mosquito. I mean, it's game over for that piece of crap the minute that's understood. Yeah, was it a guy who goes to buy a joint in Colorado uh, has in that purchase paid more taxes than all of General Electric? I mean, yeah. All they, yeah, they make up the rules and they exempt themselves. That's the whole point of power is to inflict rules on others and escape those rules yourself. You know, if you could convince everyone else in the world to not be a thief, your job as a thief would be totally easy.
nobody would have any locks. They wouldn't protect anything. They'd just assume they lost it or mislaid it, right? The whole purpose of ethics historically has been to convince the masses to be good so that they're productive, which get, makes them fatter cattle to be preyed on by the rulers. The rulers give us ethics to make sure we don't compete with their evil. It's got nothing to do with them actually believing, you know, thou shall not steal is a foundational ethic. I don't believe anyone has ever said, well, but you see, taxation is a form of theft, and therefore it's a violation of one of the Ten Commandments. And therefore That's like Ron Paul's sign. He says, don't steal. Government, government doesn't like yeah. competition. Government yeah. hates competition, yeah. This is the whole problem of ethics. It's invented by, and I, I'm an ethical guy, and I believe in universal ethics, and I believe in, in virtue. But the problem is they use it to make us simpleton chumps and naive uh, while they are rapacious. Yeah, I mean, only idiots rob banks. If you want to be a good bank robber, own a bank. That's the way. That's the way. Exactly. To steal. But to make your point, I interrupted about the. Well, it's just so we're always told as kids, you know, like don't steal, don't push, don't use force to get your way. Negotiate. Use your words. That's what they always say, right? And when you see something like internationally, that's what's happening with the Ukraine. What do they do? Uh, they threaten economic sanctions. They threaten uh, ostracism. They threaten to cancel travel visas. They threaten all of this kind of stuff. They're using their words, not their guns and their bombs, because Russia has power. Russia has nukes, right? The, the age of European warfare ended with the invention of the nuclear bomb. But with us, uh, we get guns and we get jail uh, with us. So with each other, with rulers, uh, they all deal with each other diplomatically and they negotiate and they threaten things and so on. But they don't threaten war that much in the West anymore. But with us, we get guns and we get jail. And this is the, the horrible That's, thing. Uh, and it's only because it's safe with us we don't have nukes. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're the livestock, and they, they care about us insofar as they want us to be productive. They empathize with us like a farmer empathizes with a cow's desire not to put his face in a... And they describe us. All elites throughout history call their subjects cattle. Oh, absolutely. We're just a form of livestock, and this is the first... The Aztecs called their lower class, uh, you, know, you know, basically livestock. Slaves uh, were livestock. Uh, you know, in the ancient uh, you know, Hebrew stuff, the, the neighbors were livestock. But, I mean, every you know, to the Egyptians, everybody else was livestock. Yeah. Uh, every the Nazis, everybody else was livestock. Yeah, I mean that's how it works. We're going to go to break. Come right back with phone calls. We'll be with us twenty minutes. The next hour, we'll get into the healthcare, the global warming, all of it. Please remember, this is listener-supported radio, not with a barrel of a gun like NPR getting half a billion dollars, many years of taxpayer money, or MSNBC getting stimulus money while lobbying to raise your taxes. We are supported by your free will. I try to carry the best T-shirts, books, films, videos supplements, you name it, InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, and if you believe like we believe and are into freedom and like this platform and want to get great products at great prices, we're very competitive, InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. And check out the new men and women's Made in America Molon Lambe Come and Take It Spartan shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Make no mistake, as I like to say, we do not live in boring times. We live in very interesting times. The old Chinese adage that, yeah, it's interesting, but it also has a double meaning. It was very serious. And, you know, the crazy thing is I'm just somebody that studied history and common sense, and much of what we've broken down has turned out to be the truth. Uh, they've gone through this process of there's no government drug dealing. There's no government money laundering. There's, there's no cancer viruses being added to the vaccines. There's no covert population reduction programs. Now it's just all coming out. But it almost just inoculates people psychologically to go, okay, big deal, to where they'll put up with anything. So uh, how do you quantify that paradox I'm kind of getting at? Well, for me, at least, being a freedom fighter means always being sorry that I'm right. You know, because it's like, I feel like a sort of doctor, you know, you got a patient who smokes and smokes. You keep saying, man, you got to stop smoking. It's going to make you sick. You got to stop. And a guy keeps smoking and then he gets sick. And you're like, man, I hate being right. I just, I, I wish I'd been wrong, like, so it had all turned out to be not be true, and we'd 
now the poor were no longer poor, income disparities had come down, national debt had been paid off, and peace and unicorns and rainbows, uh, you know, populated the planet. But it is a gruesome thing to know where this kind of system leads. There is no end to power lust. You know, they've done studies. The acquisition of power over other human beings is more addictive than cocaine. It actually releases the same kind of chemical hormones in the brain that a drug addiction does. Yeah, but I like seeing people empowered in art and literature and, 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 you know, huge exploration being launched. I don't like telling people what to do. No, no, but that's, you know, because you're not addicted to power. But uh, it is a very, very powerful addiction, right? I mean, uh, what's that guy said? Um, uh, stroke of the pen, law of the land. Paul Begala. Yeah, I mean, pretty Stroke cool. of the pen, law of the land, kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that amount of power to, I mean, imagine what Obama can do. What about Obama going, I'm good at killing people? Yeah, well, you know, he may not like to do I mean, that. even if you're a real killer, you don't like, oh, I'm really good at killing people. Yeah, this isn't an ad I've not seen on anyone's business card yet. But but Obama, I mean, look at this. He can, he can pass Obamacare. He can then add thousands of amendments to it after the fact with no congressional approval. He can be the savior of his own bill. Yeah. He I mean, can he fix can just, his own problem. He can, they can hand out waivers. A direct contradiction of the Constitution. Total discrimination. Yeah, supposed to guarantee you equal equal treatment under the law. They're handing out thousands of those are royal indulgences. Yeah. Those are you know. this is it's it's papal Middle Ages nonsense, right? So and that kind of power, you can lie to people and say you'll keep your doctor, and then what are the consequences? I mean, you lie to the government, you are going away to in a dark hole for a very long time. The government lies to you. They get your vote with no negative consequences. They have no contract with you. Whatsoever. That's right. When the FBI's been here before with subpoenas for like people threatening on the website or something, you know, just side issues, they go talk to me and I go, I cannot talk to you because you'll, you always put people in jail saying they gave false answers I'm, and that's unconstitutional law. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Well, talk to me. No, no, you understand. The first rule of Fight Club is don't talk to the government. The second rule is don't talk to the government. The third rule is keep your mouth shut. Yeah. The fourth rule is shut up. The, what's the fifth rule? Uh, don't talk to the government. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go out on a limb here. It kind of goes on for it. Right. Right. Kind of goes for infinity. The eighth rule, interestingly enough, is don't talk to the government. But uh, yes, yeah. So, so they have no duty to protect you. They have no duty to control you. You have no control over your government. People think that the vote, you, all you're doing is voting for people already bought and sold by special interests. You know, they should have those NASCAR stickers all over the congressman by who's bought and sold them. It's not your interest that there's. Well, that's it. People in government, corporations, and all this, they just join their group and then distort everything according to what group they're with. And I thought I was on Team Humanity to, to have a college of ideas where we vote in the free market for what we believe in through free association. That's what builds a great civilization. Back with your phone calls in the next hour. Stay with us. By the way, the biggest buzz I've ever heard, I think, is for House of Cards. I haven't seen it one episode yet because, quite frankly, I'm either with my family or I'm working at night. I just It's kind of shameful. All work and no play makes Jack a crazy boy. Uh, but I've got to start watching this because they say the Chinese government's obsessed with it. It's getting watched like 100 million times a week or something worldwide. With uh, Well, Kevin Spacey played by me. I'm joking. People make that joke. I don't look like Kevin Spacey. Wish I did. The point is, is that we got Stefan Molyneux here. We're taking phone calls this segment and the next. But he's going to give us his review of House of Cards. He's uh, coming up uh, in the next segment. Right now, let's talk to Steve in Colorado. Thanks for holding. And uh, thank you for joining us today, Steve. Thank you, Alex. Go ahead, sir. What yeah, I wanted, mm -hmm. yeah, we just want to say hi to Stephen. I watched that Karl Marx uh, thing, uh, bio that you put together. Yeah. 
Oh, this is Karl Marx uh, basically preying upon the poor and the working class after talking about capitalists being evil for doing the same thing. He had sex with his maid, had a kid, tossed her out on the street, uh, never paid her a penny. Uh, all the studies that Karl Marx did of the uh, market system at the time, he could never find a worker who didn't wasn't paid anything except in his own house, his maid. He was the worst exploiter. I was just pointing out the moral hypocrisy. Oh, and he was an angel compared to Lenin. Oh, yeah. Well, Lenin, he wasn't an outright murderer, Marx, but Lenin was an outright just savage genocidal murderer. I mean, nonstop blood fests but uh, sorry caller we don't get distracted did you have a question well yeah it's kind of funny though just real quick i, I want to talk about the irs i'm being honest and stuff, but it's funny how these neo-marxists of today through osmosis almost have this same degree of hypocrisy that Karl Marx did. I mean, it's almost, like I said, it's osmosis from. It's just incredible. They're bloodthirsty criminals who have grabbed the moral high ground and lecture to everyone when they're exempt from everything they're doing and engage in every dirty trick. And, hey, you try claiming the fifth in an IRS investigation, they'll clap you in irons. But the hussy up there can be caught lying last year, taking the fifth, does it again, she doesn't get in trouble. And the IRS is going to be enforcing some aspects of Obamacare, and they are desperate to get out of Obamacare themselves. They are lobbying like crazy to get out of Obamacare. Oh, yeah, the unions, the government people, oh, yeah. and they're all going to be exempt. Oh, it's for us. It's for us, Alex. I mean, you know, not for the rulers. I mean, you don't build, you know, your, your electric fences around your bedroom if you're the farmer. It's just for the cows. Horrible. Did you have another comment? That's where I need you guys' help. I am being audited. Sorry to hear that. Quick buy you. I was a drywall contractor in Colorado. My entire livelihood and trade was awarded to illegal aliens, put out of business. My home taken from the MERS, all the value of my property wiped away. I know, they almost force you with, because again, I'm not even against the illegals, but the point is, you have them here, they'll work for less, their wives go on welfare, they then undermine the cost, you're in the system, the IRS comes and takes you over. You almost have to survive to just start acting like the illegals Get a fake name, pay nothing, operate, do whatever you want, and, and just sit there in jail when they arrest you for whatever, and they'll just let you out. I mean, you, you can really learn something from the illegals. They're almost the total libertarians, except they then siphon off the state. What do you say about that, Stefan? Oh, I mean, American immigration policy since the 60s has been a disaster. I mean, in the 60s, I mean, and this is the case in, in other countries uh, like uh, Australia and so on, they try to bring people in who are educated, uh, who are at least share some of the common cultural values of the West. Yeah, I mean, you can't just go and try emigrating to Australia if you're coming from some third world country. The Democrats, uh, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm pounding on the Democrats, like I'm no Republican, but the Democrats... But they're the virulent cancer. They are very much bringing in their voting base. And their voting base is, is underskilled people from third world countries. This has been explicit in their platform since the 1960s. Uh, I think it was Ted Kennedy who first brought in this bill. Used to get 90% of immigrants from Europe, now get the majority of immigrants coming in from unskilled from third world. And this drives down wages. And then they say, well, now you see we need minimum wage laws to bring the wages back up. And uh, it's... You you know, I'm, I'm for open borders. There's no such thing as, you know, an illegal anybody, right? But given this policy, it's just a complete... Well, I was about to say, you, but, but yeah, you could have open borders worldwide if there wasn't any welfare. Exactly. But you have welfare and then let them vote to take my guns? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, literally, they can then vote to make me their slave. Yeah, and it happens. It, it, it is. That's what democracy is. Two wolves vote that I'm a sheep, I'm their dinner. Yum. And they want to make me the sheep and take my guns. So I'm a sheep. We'll be right back. The Alex Jones Show.
Because there is a war on for your mind. Well, there is a war on for your mind, big time. And I am your host, Alex Jones. The news sites are InfoWars.com, PrisonPlanet.com, the subscriber site for the nightly news is PrisonPlanet.tv. And Stefan Mullen is going to be on that show tonight with our great reporters and researchers. And soon I'm launching the official TV system and expanding the show. And I'll be hosting the show, not just doing commentary like I did last night, most nights of the week. So no rest for those that don't want to be wicked. Uh, no rest for those that want to live in the age of reality and want to be free. But it's an animating contest. It's addictive. So it's like exercise. Man, throw me in that briar patch every day. I got some really bad news for folks, but some good news as well. The enemy has shown their hand. We broke off of their sites bragging yesterday that they were about to get Facebook to restrict discussion of the Second Amendment. Uh, that article is Bloomberg moves to ban pro-gun speech. Uh, Facebook now working with the former New York mayor front groups to censor support for Second Amendment. This just got released an hour ago. It'll be going up on Infowars.com. Moms demand action. Uh, literally, that's like three people in San Antonio when we had thousands out there. Uh, they tried to start a fight with us on video. We're going to add that to the article. Uh, this just was released March 5th. That's today, 2014. Facebook's announced today that the company... Uh, and its popular photo-sharing subsidiary Instagram will take significant steps. Remember, they arrest kids that draw a picture of a gun at school to block potentially illegal firearm sales through their platforms. Now, that's meant to sound reasonable. For the first time, the sites will delete reported posts, reported by them, offering to buy or sell guns without background checks. Now, people go, well, that sounds reasonable. Then you read deeper. Anyone with a profile under 18 won't be able to see things about guns or read the word gun so they can have bots that block everything. This has already happened to us. We send out a pro-gun meme with like Hitler saying, I love gun control, you know, and stuff like that. Or people about Benghazi, the Navy SEAL group, they just block it. Yeah. And this has been their plan all along. And you read into the document, it's page after page. Uh, but it says Facebook will continue to report to law enforcement, blah, blah, blah. Facebook will take down reported pages of groups where guns are sold, and now again, these are groups, gun shops, and gun groups that then link to their gun shop. Yeah. Guns not being sold there. Th th they send it to a gun shop and make you buy it. Yep. But they create this illusion until the owner of the page acknowledges the page that includes the information prominently at the top of the page. Facebook's help center will remind sellers that they may conduct background checks. for So, so it's all about you say you will comply with the laws. They're the new arbiters of free speech online. Uh, Facebook will provide public education ad space targeted at users interested in firearm-related content to ensure they know about the gun laws. So now they'll be Mayor Bloomberg anti-gun, literally brainwash the public, as the Attorney General said, that famous quote, I'm sure you've seen that, targeted at people so they get free advertising now. Uh, and uh, it goes on, it will block people from being able to see the gun sites. So uh, it gives them free advertising, you name it. Wonderful. This... Th th these people always set themselves up like the ADL, Southern Poverty Law Center, over law enforcement where they set all the policies. They're God. Rachel Maddow is God. Well, first of all, I, I can't imagine Facebook is really enjoying this process. You know, they say they're working with the New York government or whatever, and it's like, that's like me working with a mugger for the orderly transfer of my wallet. The fact that he has a gun to my ribs is pretty much the whole equation, right? I mean, the, what the government can do to business 
uh, is significant. Uh, I know. I know a lot of businesses use government to to get rent seeking, to get comparative advantage, and so on. But if the government comes knocking and says, "We'd really like you to work with us," well, they are the guys with all the guns. And we and we've been so compliant. That's what's empowered the beast. It's time to start not complying. No, but what's beautiful about this, and we were just talking about this in the break, that I think the government still thinks that they have a monopoly of information distribution, like back in the day when there were like three networks and the government basically controlled or or managed or had the license fees for all of these things, right? Licensed through the FCC. Now, I mean, what a great way to educate kids about the Second Amendment. Because Lord knows, with teenagers, like these people have never met a teenager. You go to a teenager and say, you're not allowed to see this. And it's two clicks away on the internet. What's the first thing that that teenager... Stay out of the liquor cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the average age... Stop chasing cheerleaders. The average age of kids getting porn these days is 10 to 11 years old. When it's, you know, not legal until, I don't know, 18 or 19 or something like that, right? So it's a beautiful way to get kids interested in the Second Amendment, to have Facebook, Facebook start blocking stuff. Because now they're going to get educated about it. Well, that's it. They're it. putting it in the same category as porn. I mean, it's 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 mad. And, and it's, it's, it's wonderful how much work the government is doing on behalf of liberty advocates in helping the teenagers to understand the power of the state and helping them get interested in topics now taboo, which is, you know, I mean, that's like uh, it's catnip for a teenager. Oh, it's taboo. The powers that be don't want me to see this. Here I go to go and find it right away. I mean, you couldn't advertise education. Well, listen, they did that. I actually figured out the reason I was successful. One of the big make it or break it moments was I put out some documentaries about the military training for martial law, which they they do perennially. They're doing it all the time. But the military got a hold of these documentaries, Police Day 2000 and others, and I was already somewhat successful. And the Marine Corps and the Army across the board said, do not watch Alex Jones or listen to Alex Jones. Most of them didn't know who I was. That's why today, undoubtedly, we are like the number one show in the U.S. Armed Forces because they still say, do not listen to him. Do not listen to Ron Paul. Do not... Do not get involved in the Tea Party. It's making them all run to it. What were they thinking? I mean, it, they're it, thinking they have control over the narrative. The narrative is fragmented. It used to be a sole control over the narrative, right? Like when the, the, the Catholic priests spoke the, the liturgy in Latin in the Middle Ages and the commoners didn't know Latin and they couldn't get a hold of the Bible. And then Martin Luther comes along, translates it into a language they can see, and the monopoly of Christendom it then fragments into, you know, Zwingalians and Anabaptists and, and Lutherans and all this kind of stuff. And that creates more individual debate and discussion. I think that the people in power now, they grew up in like the 70s or the 80s or whatever, and there was a monopoly of narrative back then. Now there's no monopoly of narrative. They think that they can close this down, and it's not gonna it's not gonna be like whack-a-mole for Well, that's like they'll have MSNBC or others go. Alex Jones has no listeners and is not important and is not on AM and FM stations. And then people go, look, I'm on well, over 100. He doesn't exist because he's not on, re on media controlled by the government. But, but the difference is I'm on over 160, but we've been more successful in the free market Internet. The point is, is that they lie incessantly. Yeah. They lie incessantly. And you're right. They operate like they think they're in a vacuum. But you can lie if nobody can cross check you. Right, but but people don't know, like I my website got banned in the armed services too, and the number of military listeners to my show went through the roof. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Didn't they know when they ordered the Pentagon in like '99, 2008? I mean, suddenly I had this giant audience, and suddenly I was being given all this info that turned out to be accurate. People leaking, you know, just basic stuff, not like secrets, but what was going on. Because the, they didn't like the training they were being given to take on Americans. Sure. They heard a guy saying it was bad. They knew I was telling the truth. Then they're told, don't listen to this guy. 
Then they come in and say, you're going to get run or get PT duty if we find any more of these films here. Suddenly, everyone was watching them. Yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, what was the system thinking? It's the delusion of control. The, the technology has bypassed. It's the Streisand effect. I'm sorry, what now? You know the, the, the Streisand effect where she kept threatening to sue bloggers, don't say where I live, don't talk about me. So it brought all this attention to it, made it a thousand times bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I'm saying yeah, yeah. literally that shows how screwed up these people are. I mean, I don't mean to keep marveling about it. It's just that it, it's, it, what you're saying is true. Well, they inhabit the state... Uh, which is an institution that is so ancient, it's ridiculous. It's just an outgrowth of warlords and, and witch doctors from the Stone Age. They inhabit the state, which is retro, and they have had so much monopoly control over the media uh, that I think that they still don't quite grasp just how porous information has become now. Sure. And how, I mean, you know, it's like you, you put a tiny pebble in a stream and you think you're damming the whole stream. No, everything just goes around it. I mean, they, they, there's no rock big enough to dam the floor. Well, I mean, here's an example. I learned early on with stalkers or people in the media that make stuff up who wanted attention, smaller people than me, making stuff up. Don't respond. They go away. You give them attention. It gives them attention. They do it more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's 101. I'm not that smart. I know that. How can the system not know that? Well, remember, they're also playing to an older audience. I think younger people are much more open to principled ideas of freedom than older people, to some degree, to some degree. And I think what they're doing is they're playing to an audience that themselves do not understand how widely porous the flow of information has become. So what they're saying, the people are saying, well, we don't want our kids seeing these, these Second Amendment things. It's like, well, we just, we talk to Facebook and it's taken care of. And people are like... Hey, I'm over 50. That sounds plausible to me because, you know, when they weren't allowed to show it on TV, they weren't allowed to show it on TV and nobody knew about it. Or when it wasn't allowed yeah, to Yeah, don't they get by, by banning Super Bowl ads that are pro-gun, <laughs> by, by, by arresting kids that draw a picture of a gun at school? They only make it sexier. Because let me tell you, with the liberal trendies, the sexiest thing now is to go square dancing, two-stepping, buy <laughs> guns, become a hillbilly. I, I, we're actually winning with the young liberals. They're waking up and becoming libertarians. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen for the power structure because it's not going well. Well, the other thing, too, is that I think people, the, the government control of the schools have become so complete, so absolute. And this started in the 60s when you could no longer fire teachers and it just became so absolute. And I don't think people really remember or understand that when young people think of the state, they think of the school. And the, the experiences they have in the school are so uniformly negative these days. I mean, it was pretty bad when I was. That was horrible when I was. In. Yeah, but it's become even worse now. Like, I mean, in the 30 years since I was in high school, I mean, it's become exponentially worse. And like now, as you know, they're, they're built by the same people who build prisons. They it's a mind control taxes. facility. Yeah, it is. It is a prison. It is an actual prison that you're forced to go to. And so I think the government is used to this patriotic blah, blah, blah. But, but teenagers now understand that it's the government that runs their lives as teenagers. It's the government that makes them go to school. And they're rebelling against mommy and daddy now, but the state is their mommy and daddy. They're going to rebel against the state. Raised by the state. They've been put in state institutions from about the age of three or four onwards. And so when the state tells them stuff, all the rebellion that used to go to mom and dad in the 50s is now going to the state. What a beautiful situation to be in. What a great fomenting, wonderful lava pool we've got to inject some reason and passion into and to wake people up. Because for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. Hey, imagine if, if this, imagine if high school went on forever. Well, welcome to the modern government. You know, if, boy, if that doesn't make... You know, I have a recurring nightmare that I still have where I'm back in high school. <laughs> I Do you still have that one where you didn't study for some test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have those. Yeah. And, and, like, I'll be like... The, the nightmare is I'm 30... As a senior. Oh, no. And I'm like, my God, I'm an idiot. I've got to get out of here. That's a great line. Do the rest of the hour with us. I'm gonna, you got yeah, some yeah, lunch okay, coming for you. Okay, we We're going to come back, I promise, and go to Fred and go to Dave. You've been drill troopers.
and go to Todd, Robert, and and, 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 and another, uh, Fred and Todd. And then we're going to get your review of House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Stefan Molyneux is our guest. I'm Alex Jones. Freedom Domain Radio. We'll be right back. All right, let's go to your phone calls. Then we're going to give you Stefan Molyneux's take on House of Cards that I have not yet watched, but everyone keeps telling me about. So most propaganda is in movies and TV, not in the news. And I'm kind of blind because I only focus on news. I should focus more on the propaganda in films. But that discussion coming up in the next segment after calls. Fred in Wisconsin, you're a trooper for holding. You're on the air worldwide. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Um, wanted to ask you and your guest, uh, you have an uncanny ability to predict the future based on the events going on right now. And I see all these young young people, California, signing up for these medical marijuana cards. And I see it spreading across the United States. And I believe that if legalization happens, if it really does come across, that this is going to lead to gun confiscation later and that all these databases are being built because it's still against the federal law to have a gun and be under the influence of marijuana, regardless of what the states say. And I think it's going to be a big problem, and I didn't get my first gun until I was 25. So I think it's just going to lead to a future gun confiscation problem, especially if they lose all the money. Sure, sure, and, and I want to be clear about this whole gun issue. The guns are important. But the reason we obsess on it is when they come to try to take them, it's because they're going to take the First Amendment, the Fourth, the Tenth, everything else, which just symbolize rights that were already inalienable and already existed. And the point is, is that they go, oh, we're friends, just let us register them, and then they always confiscate them. And so, yes, undoubtedly the plan is to take our guns. But, but as Stefan said, so they have the monopoly. What's a bank robber do when he comes in? He says, hands up. And he takes the gun away from the security guard. Yep. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're securing what they've hijacked, what they've usurped. And I, at an instinctive level, do not want to be usurped. Stefan? You know that the system is about to crash when they try to grab the guns. That is always what happens. Uh, because when the system crashes, the dependent classes get kind of angry. Where's the welfare check? Where's the social security check? Where well, My money's being inflated right out of my bank account. I can't buy food. I mean, this is what happened in Ukraine. Ukraine, the average uh, GDP uh, per person uh, is like thirty-five or hundred or four thousand dollars, compared to Poland, which is thirty or forty thousand, because they've got such a corrupt regime. The Arab Spring was because the price of wheat went up three times; they couldn't afford to eat. So, when you've got a dependent class, which has been fostered for the last thirty right. years. When you're about to run out of money, you've got to grab those guns. Otherwise, yeah. you could be facing some significant... And I want to explain something. It is massive centralization that allows runs on banks, that allows starvation, that allows deflation, inflation. If you have a truly diverse, free, multi-crop economy, you have some problems, but you just get richer and richer. History shows. The problem is ever getting to that point where you get government and, and regulators out of your hair and, and have a virtuous society... Then it's like a perpetual motion machine. But again, then you become decadent. It's the same cycle. Anything else, caller? I would just keep my name off that list as long as possible to see what they actually do. But, well, yeah, uh, I mean, folks, you can place. get guns anywhere in the U.S. without getting them through a registration system. In most areas, it's legal to buy from a private seller. Me, I'm so prominent anyways. I go buy guns with a background check. Why do I care? Uh, I don't think I even have hardly any guns that I bought from friends or family. Uh, and they can say anything's illegal, too, nitpicking it. You know, it, it, it's the cops show up and say, you know, you have a gun illegally. No, I don't. I don't have your, you know, your view that my gun's illegal because my grandpa gave it to me 30 years ago. You know, they can frame anything the way they want it to. 
Yeah, and I would uh, strongly suggest that uh, it's a great barometer of an economic catastrophe when the escalation uh, of gun grabbing uh, goes on. That's a time where you've got to start thinking about whatever savings you got, whatever finances you've got. That's right. They're going to take everything else when they go for the guns. Robert in Mass, you're on the air. It's the canary in the coal mine. Go ahead, Robert. How you doing, Alex? I'm good. Go ahead. <clears throat> I just want to say you're doing a great job. You're a true American patriot, and the spirit of 76 lives on. Thank you, brother. What's your question or comment? Well, my, my question is about the first, the IRS. It's not a question. It's just a point. I, I'm from Massachusetts, so we're under a form of Obamacare here already. And uh, just to back up what you stated, that they are going to go after your bank accounts, they are going to go after your tax returns, that's already happening here mm. um, in Massachusetts if you don't cover yourself for the year when you go to file your taxes, they take it out of your tax return. Um, my other point is I'm a kind of hands-on guy. I like to get in people's faces. I call senators. I call congressmen on gun control. I call CNN. I call MSNBC just to let these people know that there are people out there who do care about the Constitution. And the well, there are a lot of people that care. But, you know, the bill, and now the IRS announced last week they're going to take the money out of your bank account. And, and, and they, they go, but Obama promised they wouldn't. Well, why do they have it in there to take $5,000 out then if they're not going to do it? But a politician promised is such a non-argument. I can't believe people... Caller, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I just wanted to say, what an excellent guest you have on. And uh, like his take on what he thinks it's going to take for the American people to finally have enough. That's right. Will there be a big flashpoint or will it be gradual? We'll talk about that when we come back. FreeDomainRadio.com is his website. Stefan Molina. We're going to continue with your phone calls uh, with uh, Todd and everybody else that's holding after we do our review of House of Cards that I've not watched yet, but I know this whole global system is a House of Cards uh, that when it comes down, we don't want to be crushed by. That's what this is all about is putting out our ideas so that when it all collapses, people know that we were right and there's an alternative to this system uh, that we've been under uh, and we can have a new renaissance, a new enlightenment. Before I go any further... We have some amazing specials going right now at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the entire family of ProPure, Pro1, 2.0 systems that cut out the fluoride, the glyphosates. I carry the ProPure systems because it's the best gravity-fed stainless steel system out there. It blows the competition away, side-by-side -side comparisons, and it costs the same or less as its leading competitor. Pro One available at InfoWarsStore.com and stop drinking the Roundup, stop drinking the hydrofluorosilicic acid and the BPA and all the crap that's in the water. Whether you got well water, you name it, rainwater, you need to filter your water. It's a win-win and then it funds this operation in our free speech. It does tens of thousands of gallons for the smaller filters, even more with the bigger ones. They've got a pitcher model uh, that is incredibly inexpensive, the same price as a charcoal filter that doesn't cut anything out, just flavor. Cuts out, you know, bad stuff that tastes bad. This this has filters in it that actually cuts it all out. It's it's just an amazing system. You know, I didn't sell filters for a couple of years just because I couldn't find them that were good enough. We'd have customer service complaints, problems. I don't know what was going on, but we carry a couple brands. Pro One's the best that we've gotten great reviews from and that I use. We have the Life Straw uh, at the lowest price that we're allowed to advertise it for. And your purchase makes the transmission possible. So all your water filter needs, InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free, 888-253-3139. And we're funding our whole operation here um, off of uh, the support of viewers like you through free association. Not a gun to your head like the IRS, taking your money and giving it to state-run media. We're here saying, hey, we carry great products. If you believe in them, buy them. If you believe in what we're doing, support us. I mean, take the Super Male Vitality with eight 
concentrated organic herbs known to help block estrogen mimickers. I mean, the people take it, they're just completely blown away. I mean, look at me, I was like a fat slob. And I still am somewhat of a job of the hut. I mean, I got a little bit of a pot belly left, folks. But, I mean, I've lost a ton of weight. Everybody can see it. I mean, I'm in here, camera adds 10 pounds to you. But, I mean, I'm getting ready to take some photos with the shirt off, folks. I've lost a ton of weight. And it's given me the stamina, the energy to do it, along with the other great supplements we have at InfoWarsLife.com. 15% off. We're still running that special because it's been so popular. We sold out, but more came in. InfoWarsLife.com. It's always on the same store. Just That just takes you right to it. With InfoWarsLife.com. On InfoWarsStore.com. Or call toll-free 888-253-3139. And regardless, when you get the Survival Shield, the Fluoride Shield Detoxifier, the Super Mel Vitality, all of it, it funds our operation. So you win, period, through free association. That's what it's all about. Voting for organic food by buying organic food. You then displace all the inorganic food to where those people are going bankrupt. Uh, it's, it's, it's the power of voting with choice. And that's what we rely on and what has sustained us and why the system is trying to wreck the free market, the remnants of it, but still empowering civilization and society. So you can also call the toll-free number for any questions or to order via telephone, the T-shirts, the books, the films, the Molon Labe, 888-253-3139, 888-253-3139. And when you go over and watch the podcast with Stefan Molyneux on his site, that's supporting the free market of ideas. When you pass on his podcast, when you pass on our podcast, when you tell friends and family about the different radio shows and books, all of that is little individual actions. We're not in some vacuum. We're just the kleptocrats and people that think in gang mentality who aren't creative and gang up to rob us that are creative. We're better than them when we take the field. We, our ideas win. I've experienced it. And there are a lot more articulate, better folks than me out there who just don't have confidence in themselves. I've been on air 19 years from nowhere, folks. With free association, we reach 3 million people. That's a conservative number every day. And we're growing. And, and, and freedom is popular. And we can legalize freedom, as Ron Paul says. We can have a debate about what freedom is. Total anarchic capitalism like Stefan Molyneux or me just saying, hey, I want my republic back. It's better than being run by foreign banks. Just don't blame the republic as they do for what our society's turned into. Now, I'm going to go back to calls, but if you want to comment on voting with our dollars, I'd like to get that. And then I've never heard such a buzz uh, as about House of Cards and people on the street going, it's what you say about them. And I don't know how it's on Netflix, but that shows the model of a Netflix platform, five years old, dominating everything, 100 million viewers a week, that show alone. I keep telling people, don't try to go to Hollywood to be successful. Go make your own film with passion. Yep. And, and, and it'll pay for itself, and the next film will make money. But so many people just want to go make it and be rich with no passion, and then they'll be a bling-bling hip-hop star or, or, or they'll be a movie star not getting that the journey is the destination. So House of Cards with a 9.0 rating on IMDb, almost unheard of. What is your take on this phenomenon? Well, it's free market art. It's art without a license because it's coming through Netflix. It's coming. There's no FCC. There's nothing like that. And I had a guy on talking about a good documentary called Divorce Court about family courts and just how unbelievably predation, uh, what predation they have, particularly on the American male in the divorce situation. And he was pointing out, like, no TV studio can accurately portray ju judicial corruption because networks are getting sued all the time. And the last thing they want to do is piss off judges. They're going to sit in front of some judge who's going to remember them and judge against them, right? So this is Netflix streaming directly through the Internet, bypassing 
the FCC bypassing the regulators. And so they can put out an honest-to-goodness portrayal of, I think, what politics looks like. You compare this to something like The West Wing, uh, which was Aaron Sorkin's drama about Democrats in the White House, which was state-humping demo porn from, you know, a couple of decades ago. This is the true face of politics. This is the backstabbing, uh, the the evil, the monstrosity, the hypocrisy. Uh, I, I mean, it's like Othello, where you had Iago as the bad guy, making Othello into a bad guy, but there's no good guy in this whole thing. And it's the Democrats. Because normally you get left-wing writers, if they have to portray bad people in politics, they make them Republicans. But these are Democrats, and it is showing just how corrupt the system is, how unsustainable the system is, uh, and it's not even backroom deals for the sake of any advancing agenda. Like, it's not like they want to do good things and they have to regretfully do bad things to get those good things going. They only pretend they want to do good things in order to advance their own personal power and agenda. And I think that is an accurate view. And I think it's going to really color and condition particularly young people's view of what it is to be in politics and what the government really looks like from the inside. I think it's very powerful. But you said it yourself. Because I talk to a lot of people that say, man, th this is really accurate. And, and and by the way, this is what you're saying about the government, Alex. It, 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 it's a sign that the whole wall of Hollywood control is imploding. I was talking about this the last few months, and I've had a lot of big Hollywood people and rock stars contact me and, and, and say, man, you don't know how true what you're saying is. When I'm out in Hollywood, and I've been to a lot of big A-list parties and stuff back when I would even go do that, because now I realize nothing ever really comes of it, so why go out there? I used to go out there to be on big national TV shows, and that doesn't really do anything, so what's the point? But I would go out there, and people weren't liberal. They weren't conservative. They were libertarian. They know the system's a fraud. They want freedom for their kids. They know GMO's bad. They're liberal on some issues, conservative on others, those traditional issues. They've all got guns, uh, even if they claim they're anti-gun, because the studio won't put you on if you don't toe the line. And the few people that would come on my show literally would get called in and told you're never going to work again if you don't stop that. Yep. If you want to be part of a libertarian group, you've got to be literally in a secret society in Hollywood. But the truth is, because they haven't let them be libertarian, or what they call conspiracy theorists, people that question known liars, the hottest thing for, I don't know, eight years, it was about eight years ago, and that's where I getting invited out there a lot by a lot of people. It was just a few folks that were willing to go on the show. Uh, and I'm telling you, across the board, but some of them like Brad Pitt or Angelina, uh, Angelina Jolie that I know woke up and saw my films and Aaron Russo's, I'll leave it at that, and were awake, they got freaked out and went and joined the UN. See, some of them go, okay, it is all rigged. I will literally go sell out to it. Sure. Or they argue, well, I'll do more better, you know, inside the system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is the whole facade of Sumner Redstone and all these top lawyers and people that I've had meetings with literally is about keeping people on the plantation and mind control to keep Hollywood under the fake liberal progressive authoritarianism. The facade has already fallen. Yep. And they're now figuring out they can go out and say and do what they want. And I'm telling you, House of Cards, I believe, is then going to be seen as the dam breaking. So I want to declare they're dead. Hollywood, as the L.A. mayor said a few months ago, is, quote, in an emergency and is bankrupt yep. and is in a crisis. You, you bet. It's over. Yep. It's over. It's over for them. And mainstream media is over. The dinosaur media is over. But the next thing to fully implode, I'm saying, is Hollywood. And now they're finally desperate. Where Man of Steel is decentralized anti-eugenics. And uh, movies like Nut Job or Anti-Agenda 21. Now suddenly, or the Lego movie is yep. libertarian. Yep. Uh, Suddenly, 
though, in their death throes, they're allowing the directors, because I've talked to some of them, to actually go go be pro-liberty, and those are the only films that are making it now. So instead of Hollywood just collapsing, they can either collapse or Hollywood can make the decision to survive and join with liberty. But they've now reached that tipping point. What do you think is going to happen? Well, they'll follow the dollar. This is what you were saying with the when talking about the products that you sell. You know, everything you subsidize grows and everything you don't subsidize shrinks. So, uh, I mean, in terms of giving money to people, right? So whatever you subsidize is going to grow. So, yeah, if people want libertarian messages, then the people in Hollywood will, will change to reflect that. Don't go and spend your money on stuff that promotes an immoral agenda. It's very fundamental. You know, you They've been wagging the dog here. Yeah, it's they, time for us to wag them. You vote with the dollar. I mean, in House of Cards, I, I'm not going to give any spoilers, so I don't panic about that. The rich guy says to the vice president, you are about to make an enemy of a man with $40 billion. And he says, what do I care about your money? I have the guys with all the guns. That is a very powerful statement to come out of mainstream media, or at least as mainstream as it's going to get. That is an incredibly powerful statement to come out. He's saying, I have all the guns. That's what government is. It's not your protector. It's not your savior. It's not the salvation of the poor. It's not the healer of the sick. It's not Jesus walking on water to bring you a donut. It is the guys with all the guns. And that's all it is. That's all it's ever been. And the fact that it actually has been said to the general public in one of the most popular shows to come out in the last year... I have all the guys with the guns. Shocking. I mean, it's, it's something I've been saying for like 30 years, and now I can see it actually coming out. of Government's the a gang with a, with, with, with a flag. They are the, you know, they're the, they're the disorganized crime. Yeah, organized crime is the mafia government. They, they're just the better criminals, right? Like the guys who own the banks are the better bank robbers. The, the guys who run the government are the better organized criminals. They just, they won and they get to run the show. And the fact that it's actually being talked about and there is this complete, it might as well be a mob movie. And it's well. incredibly popular. Yes, it is incredibly popular. And even the name of it, House of Cards, it's all about to come down. And what a wonderful thing it has been to be right for 30 years and have the credibility of accurately predicting catastrophe because it's really hard to argue with people who've been saying the non-obvious for 30 years who turn out to be completely right. And I think that this, uh, there's no future in the universe of House of Cards. It is all just circling the drain, grab as much as you can. It's like Indiana Jones, like when the, 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 the door is coming down, you just grab whatever gold you can stuff in your pockets and try and get out. The days are numbered, and this is why the anti-gun stuff is so strong. Oh, the elites are all running to armored redoubts in the middle of nowhere. They're already running down the temple hallway with the big uh, rock rolling towards them. Right. And, and they're telling us, be calm, though. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't want us to run for the exits yeah. and block their exit. Buy some government bonds. It's a really great <laughs> investment. They have bonds in Canada, the 75-year bonds. I mean, does anyone seriously think that this system is going to be around in 75 years to pay off that principle, it's its mad. I but mean, what does it say that I could produce something like Loose Change, seen over 150 million times downloaded? I mean, I, I helped produce those. Uh, what was the producer? Uh, that I can make films. I'm not bragging, but but literally, I, I mean, I've made films that have been seen 50, 60 million times myself a piece, just on YouTube and Google. And I'm nobody. Imagine when that paradigm finally shifts and people realize they don't have to run to L.A. to try to go make their movies. Mm -hmm. The, when everyone starts making them themselves and all that new talent gets turned loose, it's a new renaissance on every front. I don't think the globalists can stop human progress unless one of their little experiments or, the, or a war they start ends up, you know, killing everybody. I just hope that collectively, through individual action, we can block them from blowing the planet up.
Well, that's what we have to do. I mean, people ask me, where does the future go? The future goes where the most passionate and virtuous people tell it to go. It's up to us. It's up to the people. I mean, where does the future go? It's where I want it to go. It's where you want it to go. It's where these listeners want it to go. That's where the future goes. And my experience was, you know, I struggled through um, uh, graduate school in Canada, heavily socialist country. I did, it's not like I couldn't master the material. It was just really hard work trying to get free market voluntary principles to be accepted by academics up in Canada. And uh, I tried to publish books. I wrote books. I got great reviews on the books. Nobody would publish them. Now I do. I don't have your reach. I got three to four million downloads a month of a philosophy show. I mean, this is unprecedented. The fact that I can actually talk to people now. Yeah, top philosophers in the world can't get that. But yeah. you go out in the free market, boom, you win. It shows they can't pick the winners. Look at look, more and more. They can't. They're out of bullets. Mm. Look at how they try to make Hillary like a movie star. CNN, MSNBC, she's so beautiful, she's so glamorous. No wonder you're tanking like a lead balloon in the ratings. <laughs> Trying to make Michelle Obama look like a reanimated snapping turtle. Uh, you know, how beautiful she is. I mean, it's literally a bunch of narcissistic criminals. At least the old-fashioned kleptocrats knew to stay quiet and shut up and just look stately. They actually want to be on red carpets and parade around in front of us in some Edward Bernays-type deal. It's not working. <laughs> no, I think it's it's better if they don't talk so much. You know, it's like that really pretty but dumb girlfriend everyone has at one time in their life or another. It's like, I'll introduce you to my friends. If you could just smile and not talk too much, that would be excellent. Well, I mean, I mean, look, it's one thing if, if scumbag, you know, rock and roll people or whatever want to show off with a bunch of women in a, in a jet and bling. People kind of go, oh, that's rock stars. Yeah. Or that's hip-hop people. It's still cheesy. But when the president and his whole camp followers are strutting around in red carpets and, and I'm good at killing people and, and look how sexy my wife is, I mean, it's delusion. Yeah. I mean, don't they know? People don't want to look at you in a taxpayer-paid red carpet. We're sick of you. Well, but they live in the bubble of privilege, right? They live in the bubble. I, like, I can't picture what it's like to be on the other side of the gun. Because, you know, my whole life, when I was a kid, as a, you know, you go to school or you pay your taxes, obey the law, you sit this side of the gun, gun pointing straight at you, right? Barrel straight at you. I can't even imagine what it must be like, Alex, to be on the other side of that gun. In other words, people have to watch your show. People have to give you money. Uh, people have to do what you say. Like, I can't imagine, but it must be. That would so be like delicious. a woman having sex with me who didn't want to. Yeah. Th th that's horrible. I mean, that, I, I, yeah, yeah, we have some compassion, some empathy, and all. Well, that. no, I mean, the point is, I want her to be passionate and like me. Like, if, I, I want them out of free association. The government is raping but us. They want to go. They back want to rape us. Yeah, but they want to go back into power. This is what, it, like, for me. No, I know, but I'm saying they want to make us. Oh, I know. I know it's it's rape. It's rape. But that's because they know they have nothing of value to add, but their vanity can't accept that, so they have to force it on us. For me, being in power, be like, take a wild ferret and upend an aquarium and put it in that wild ferret. That ferret's going to be like, ah, got to get out. I mean, you put me in power for a day, I'm clawing to get out. These people work night and day for years to get back into power. I mean, it's like they're a completely different species. And then you study how they live. They're actually prisoners. In some ways, yeah. Yeah, no, oh, because the bureaucracy is the real power. Yeah, yeah. And, and it can, we're going to come in and jam in some phone calls. I promise, Todd, you're up next. And then, and then, we're going to, there's two Todds. That's why I'm getting Todd in Texas and Todd in Canada. The two Todds, straight ahead and many others. We're doing five minutes overdrive with Stefan Molyneux. We'll be on the nightly news tonight talking about the war on men, the subject of the new March issue of InfoWars magazine. Canadian Mounties override civilian rule to arbitrarily ban and confiscate firearms. That just broke minutes ago at Infowars.com. Showdown, Maryland to Target and confiscate 110,000 citizens' firearms. Video, Bloomberg wants to ban free speech on Facebook. Unbelievable. 
Uh, that is just some of the news up on Infowars.com. Government, police fund radar crowd scanner to detect 3D printed weapons. And we have like a gun theme today that just, without me even telling my riders, just a theme appears of what's happening sometimes. Very serious. Let's jam in some calls for Stefan Molyneux. Todd in Texas, then Todd in Canada. You're on the air, Todd. Yeah. Hey, Alex. Um, i talk a little bit about the IRS and uh, the veil coming off. Um, I think it came off with a loud thud on the floor, and I don't think anybody even looked to see what it was. No, I hear you. They declare the fifth when they're committing crimes, but then they don't let us declare the fifth in IRS forms. I mean, that's all I could say. And then, and the next thing, everyone's saying they want to take your guns. I don't believe they want to take your guns at all. Not for one minute. Well, they're trying to confiscate them everywhere they get control, they do. No, I believe that's a ruse. I believe they don't want to take your guns. They want you to use your guns. And then they can blame the economic collapse on you. Well, when there is a large economic collapse, it'll be guns that maintain order, like in the L.A. riots when the cops left. So I hear you, and I appreciate your call. Let's Before we go to the other, Todd, let's talk to Raymond, listing on 1530 AM in Chicago. Raymond, uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I, I was calling in regards to the gun confiscation and them uh, talking about, you know, even using the word gun for, for the younger younger people. Yeah, that's now a thought uh, crime, according to uh, our dictator Bloomberg, yes. So what are they going to, I mean, then, that, then they should uh, outlaw all these shoot 'em up games then. Oh, no, no. They're allowed to have shoot 'em up games uh, violently on the Super Bowl, but a pro-gun thing about men protecting their household that doesn't even show a gun, that's banned on the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't get their thinking. I really don't get their thinking. I hear you, I brother. Mean, talking about that young man that, you know, chewed his uh, Pop-Tart in the shape of a gun. Well, that's in 1984. You can be disappeared for even less. I mean, so let him get suspended. The, the Pop-Tart looked like a gun to somebody else. If you see a cloud looks like a gun, it's over your neighbor's house, arrest them. I think that's reasonable. If you are born with a mole in the shape of a submachine gun, you will never see the light of day. Yeah, you, they just take a meat cleaver out, chop the baby up. Absolutely. All right. Uh, appreciate your call, brother. Good to hear from you. Todd in Canada, you're on the air with uh, Stefan Molyneux, our guest. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I just wanted to touch base. You uh, started off this segment about the uh, gun ban in Canada. It's the Swiss-style classic green. And what it is is the RCMP have just banned it without going through uh, the proper channels and whatnot. Now, what I've done is I've started a YouTube channel and I've started speaking out against it. This morning, I called the uh, head office for the firearms uh, registry here in Canada, and I, uh, I videotaped the, uh, the encounter, I, uh, and I put it on YouTube. And I told them I was very nice to her, uh, you know, asked my questions, which she couldn't answer any of them. And uh, I was just basically said, okay, thanks very much. Just so you know, I'm going to put this on YouTube and have a nice day. My phone rang 20 minutes later. Mm. She called and she said, have you put that on YouTube yet? And uh, it was slow to load and it was in the process. And I just said, yeah, I put it on YouTube. And she said, well, you're going to have to take that down because you didn't have my permission. At that point, I informed her that she is a public servant and that I do not need her permission. So I encourage all Canadians to call the registry office and, uh, and voice their concerns. Absolutely. Right now. No, I've been following this in Canada where they're lawlessly just reclassifying guns and that they've registered and then confiscating them. And this is happening everywhere, uh, Stefan. This is really getting serious. Well, you know, and this is the example of what we've been talking about, different rules for them than for you. You see, they can bypass legal procedures to take your guns. But if you tape a call without their permission, that's wrong. Because you don't have their... Even though if you announce it and they're a public servant, I know about Canadian law, same as ours, you can do it. Uh, hey, I tell you what, caller, 
P plug your YouTube channel. I want to look at that and add it to our article if it's good. Yeah, definitely. It's Awaken Canada. It's a new channel. It's not pretty. I've just started. It's okay. Awaken Canada on YouTube. We'll look it up. Overdrive coming up. Stay with us, folks. All right, folks. Final segment. Stefan Molyneux, our guest here, talking about the future of the world, our current state. We're done with calls now in the five minutes we've got here. I want to thank you for coming in spending time with us. Stefan, uh, getting into the war on males briefly, but first, you wanted to make a point. Yeah, I just really wanted to tell people that the government's escalation of its power is absolutely not going to stop until we stop it, right? It is going to continue to grow. It is like somebody wildly addicted to some substance. They need an intervention. In a weird kind of way, you can do it out of love for the people on the other side of the gun. You know, take the gun away from them gently because it's not good for them. Like that great scene in, in um, the DeBrando movie on the waterfront where he takes that gun away from his brother gently and tenderly who's there to kill him and all. And we just have to take this power away from people. It's bad for them. It's toxic for society as a whole. They're addicts. You know, what do you do with somebody who's addicted? You try and take that substance away from them so that they can get their heads clear. It's not going to stop. There's nothing. And I've noticed with narcissism, power addiction isn't just in government. Either people are getting more enlightened or they're going on weird power trips. Yeah. And like saying, I'm invincible. You're going to do what I say. Yeah. I'm right because I'm me. And, it, you know, we have to, you know, whether it's lovingly or assertively or even aggressively, we have to just take away this power from these people. It is so destructive to humanity as a whole. And they can't do it themselves. The only people who get that kind of power are people who are addicted and want more of it no matter what. I know some of your views on this, but our current issue of the magazine is all about the chemicals, the food, the water, the culture, every TV show, bad-mouthing fathers, men. Yeah. What is the war on men about? I guess the state wants to be the daddy now? Yeah, I mean, the more that the government can break the bonds between men and women, the more that they can make women dependent on the state and guarantee future votes from them and their children. And Bernays wrote books on that, and it's yeah. public policy. And this has been a Marxist, leftist, progressive policy for hundreds of years. Uh, They've done a great job with the family courts and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, more money flows through the family courts than all the other courts put together. The average divorce costs $50,000. Uh, and in other, other areas of the world, like in some of the Scandinavian countries, you just write something in and send it off, and you're divorced in six months. And the no-fault divorce. Divorce used to be a contract, the most serious contract in the world, much more important than your cell phone contract, which you can't break. Uh, and in, it was Reagan in the 60s in California brought in the no-fault divorce. You used to actually prove, you, have to, you had to prove an, uh, abuse or infidelity to get divorced before. And now you can just get divorced because you want to. The majority of divorces, 60 70% initiated by women for dissatisfaction for reasons of dissatisfaction. And it's advertised as the really cool thing to do. The truth is, statistically, it's literally turning us into animals. Oh, it's destroying the horrifying. human unit, and yeah. the children are now the wards of the state, and the yeah. women are the tarts of the state. Yeah, and so basically, um, the government has now stepped into the provider role that used to be um, inhabited by the male, and therefore the women have now ch changed their allegiance towards statism, which is why more women vote Democrat and why there's good statistical studies that show that the increase uh, in state power accelerated significantly after giving women the vote. Again, not that giving the women the vote is bad or anything, but the inevitable result well, was... It was Eva Bernays. They said, have our feminists smoke cigarettes, the women will smoke them. Yeah. I mean, they just have been preying on women. Yeah. And statistically, women on every metric are going to hell in a handbasket. And they're so are their sons and daughters, and so are the men. Well, it's so devastating victory for the New World Order and incredibly destructive. You know, the, 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 there's no single worse predictor of a negative outcome for a child 
than becoming from a single mother household or a single parent household. It's worse than race. It's worse than gender. It's worse than, than demography. It's worse than socioeconomic status. It but they advertise it in all the women's magazines and shows as like a new set of clothes. It is the sexy, yeah, it's cool thing uh, to do. Yeah, and, and it is incredibly destructive for children. It's one thing to get divorced. And it is liberating to sit out and go and, and, and do whatever you want. Yeah, but 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 you but you had kids and now statistically it's going to wreck their life. And now we have to pay. The but price you don't care because criminals. you're a state-run Jezebel. Yeah, and we have to pay the we have to pay the price for them becoming criminals. It's everyone else who suffers when these kids get out into society. Blacks had ten percent illegitimacy before the Great Society. It's now ninety percent. Yeah, and whites are right on line to the same deal. Totally wrecked, just running around, completely collapsed. End of civilization. Yeah. Growth of the state is the end of the family, and vice versa. But it's trendy. Yeah. But it's trendy. Strength of the oh family. yeah.